Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Judges. Chapter 8. And we're going to read three verses of scripture, verses 18, 19, and 20. As you look for that, I just want to say what an honor it is to be here. Uh, there are far other people that deserve and should be here, but I don't serve a God that makes mistakes. So I'm thankful to be here. I honor your pastor and first lady, brothers and sister Hasso, friends that we met a couple years ago, and we're honored to call them friends and to see what God is doing through them and through City Church. Uh, we thank all the leadership, Brother Angel, everyone responsible for us being here. Uh, it's always good to see good friends like Sister Saul and Brother Nate. Amen. Praise God. They did a wonderful job. Amen. Leading us into the presence of the Lord. Do you have it? Say amen. amen. The word of the Lord says, Then he said to Zeba and Zalmunna, What kind of men were they whom you killed at Tabor? So they answered, As you are, so were they. Each one resembled the son of a king. Verse 19 says, Then he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives... If you had let them live, I would not kill you. Verse 20 is where I want to make a point here today. And that says, And he said to Jether, his firstborn, Rise, kill them. But the youth would not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a youth. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you on this subject. Fear not here fear not here would you lift your hands some of you I, I, if I may be honest and, and pastor if I'm if I'm being too preachy just come pull my shirt but some of you have not I'm not judging you I'm not criticizing you but I'm telling you that we're in a very important place right now and we're in a very special place right now and some of you have not taken advantage of the liberty that we have to lift our hands. And so I'm going to ask you without any shame, without any fear, close your eyes. Don't worry about who's next to you, who's watching you, who's not watching you. And I want you to lift your hands right now. And we're going to go before the Lord and we're going to ask him to speak to us because I need a word from God. I don't know if you need a word from God, but I need a word from God. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you in this moment and we give you all the honor, the glory, the praise and recognition. Father, I ask that you would allow me to step aside and that you be the one to speak to us tonight. Open our hearts, our ears, our minds to be open, attentive and receptive to the word that you have prepared for us today. Lord, if there be any thought, any distraction, any spirit contrary to the preaching of your word, we bind it, cast it out and rebuke it in the name of Jesus and we declare that your word would flow freely in this place and father will always be careful to give you all the honor the glory the praise and recognition in jesus name we pray and everybody said Amen. turn to your neighbor and say fear not here fear. turn to the neighbor you just neglected on your other side and say fear not here thank you sir and you may be seated in jesus name If you don't know too much about this story, I'm going to help you a little bit and shed some light on what's been going on. See, this story talks about a man named Gideon. Everybody say Gideon. Gideon was a man that was big and strong and was in that time subduing or he was conquering over a group of people called the Midianites. And as they were getting ready to see the end of this battle, he comes across Jether, his oldest son his oldest boy, and he told him, go and kill off more Midianites. But the scripture says that Jether freaked out and couldn't pull his sword because he was afraid. Somebody say afraid. afraid. He need, Jether had everything he needed to be successful. He had seen his father rise and kill he had his dad's permission to go forth and do it. He had the tool necessary. He had a sword for crying out loud. And I'm sure, like I said, he had seen his dad do it before. It wasn't anything new to him. But he's, the Bible says that he could not draw his sword. He could not muster up the courage to pull his sword out and kill somebody because he was afraid. Somebody say afraid. afraid. As young people, we have so many things at our disposal. In the snap of a finger, the blink of an eye, you can search something on the internet and have results quickly. Things we couldn't do. Well, I say we, right? But the things certain people couldn't do back in the day, praise God. We used to have to go to a, a, a library and go look up what was called encyclopedias, praise God. Anybody know what those are? See, some of you are like, uh, never heard of those before. Yeah. Before there was Google, there was the Britannica Encyclopedia. And you had to go find it. Well, let me just save you some trouble. It's not as fast as Google. It's not as fast as ask.com. Some of you don't even know what that is. Praise God. See, the problem about being such so young and being a preacher, sometimes I feel old, and I do it to myself, but I promise you I'm not as old as you probably think I am. But the thing is, is that the Internet and everything that you ever need to know about anything in life comes so quickly because all you have to do is search it on the Internet. All you have to do is Google it. And bam, you have so many results and so many different opinions and answers for the thing that you're looking for. You can find results for any topic, question, person, or place that you're seeking. We have the answer to some of the most important questions, including some of life's more difficult questions. Yet we still face finding an answer for truth. Yet we still fight, fail in finding an answer as to why young people don't want anything to do with God anymore. 
No one wants to go to church. It's an eternal struggle to get the youth to be involved and help. I'm preaching to the youth leaders here today that are struggling to make sure that you're involved, that work hours upon hours to make sure that things are enticing to you. People that thought of all this cool decorations and the theme and your pastor that had been praying and seeking God on what to do. We struggle as youth leaders so hard to capture your attention because sometimes you're not interested. Because sometimes you'd rather care. Can I be honest with you? Some of you probably don't even care to be here today. That's all right. I'm going to hit you with this mic, but it's all right. Just playing with you. I'm not going to hit you with your mic. Praise God. And it's difficult to try to get you involved in what we're doing because you, you, our attention span is so quick and it goes by so fast. And sometimes we don't want to wait to hear a message to find the answer. We'd rather just Google it. I've come here to help you today, but I'm not going to give it to you as fast as Google's going to give it to you. And see, the difference between Google and me is I have the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I said the difference between me and Google is I have the Holy Ghost. See, I'm a preacher, preacher. I need you to clap. I need you to shout with me. I said the difference between Google and what the world has is that I have the Holy Ghost and I have the name that is above every name. That's the name of Jesus. Why are we so hesitant? To believe in something that we already have the answer to. Why do we fail to agree when the preacher says this is it. Bam right here. We still fail to believe what he says. Why are we so hesitant to believe something we have the answer to. And that is because of fear. Everybody say fear. Fear is what made Moses not want to go before Pharaoh. Fear is what made the Israelites not want to go back to Egypt. Fear is what led Peter to deny Jesus. And fear is what almost made Gideon give this whole thing up. Gideon. Big, strong, valiant, qualified Gideon. He was afraid. The scripture tells us, in two chapters before that he was threshing wheat in a wine press. He was, let me, let me see if I can explain it to you in 2019 terms. He was, try, <laughs> he was trying to put a Samsung Galaxy in an iPhone case. Did that make sense? Yeah. Got it. Sierra was like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. See, that's hard, man. Praise God. He was doing something that wasn't working. Something that he wasn't supposed to do. And the reason why he was doing it is because he was afraid. Because the group of the Midianites that he was supposed to fight against, he was losing against. And he had everything he needed. As a matter of fact, there was an angel of the Lord that came and told him, the Lord is with you. I mean, the dude had an angel. Almost like God himself telling him, you're going to be victorious. And he was like, I don't, I don't get it. That's not for me. That can't be me. I don't know why you descended from the throne of heaven to come tell me that God's with me if I don't feel it. He was afraid and he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do because he was keeping a cover so that the Midias couldn't find them. Because the Bible says that for seven years, seven years the Midianites were chasing after Gideon's people. And because they were so afraid, they began to hide in caves. They began to hide at mountaintops because they didn't want to be discovered. I'm here to tell you today, some of you may find yourself like the Israelites because you've been hiding in a cave long enough. You've been hiding at the valley of a mountain long enough. 
You've been in a very dark, lonely, and secluded place long enough. And that's because the devil has fooled you into thinking that you that's where you belong. But I've come to serve notice to the devil today that he's a liar and that is not where you belong. That's not where you ought to be. You're coming out of that dark place. You're not going to be at the valley of a mountain anymore. You're not going to be in a cave anymore. See, but we hear stuff like that all the time in church. Do we not preach that stuff all the time? And you get excited. That just sounds good. That guy sounds like a preacher, brother. You get real excited, but see, the problem is you go back home and you're still struggling. You go back home and you haven't been delivered yet. You go back home and you don't feel any different. That's where our problem lies. Because we have a whole mess of fear. We're afraid. That fear causes us not to believe. And because we have fear, we can't have faith. Faith and fear cannot coexist at the same time. And I'm going to go over that more on Sunday, praise God. But remember that. Fear and faith cannot coexist at the same time. I've come tonight. I believe with all my heart. I've come tonight with authority. And we're casting out every fear in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. Let me, let me, let me take you to Bible college for just a second. Perfect love casts out all fear. Love. You, you, you mean the thing that you tell your significant other after three days of dating? No, 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 not that. Praise God. See, ya los descubrí. I discovered some of y'all fools acting like I don't know. Psh, I know. Y'all be like, oh my God, I love you. I love you too. Whatever. You've just met them on Facebook five days ago. Mm. I don't get it, but that, that's, that's for later. Praise God. You have, a, you have a question about that? Ask us on Sunday. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. No, 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 I'm talking about love. And it's funny. That's the first song we say. This is real love. The scripture tells us that God is love. So essentially to know God is to know what love is. Yes. Perfect love casts out all fear. Our God is a perfect God. And everything that he does is perfect. Pastor mentioned earlier, and the scripture says it, as he, as he was just reciting scripture, it says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. I, I'm, a, I'm a King James guy. It's, it's, free, it's liberty, praise God. Just kidding. Some of you don't even know what that is. Praise God. I'll take my joke back. Man. We're in the presence of God right now. I said we're in the presence of God right now. That means you ought to be set free of anything that's kept you bound from praising and worshiping God this whole time we've been here. Why? Because perfect love, the presence of that love is here. That love is here. That means it casts out all fear. See, here's the problem. God is also a perfect gentleman. And he'll never stick himself in a place where he doesn't belong. Some of you are dealing with some very serious things. 
And I don't say that because I'm trying to get hype you all up. No, 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 no. I see it. Some of you are dealing with some very serious things. And the reason why you can't worship, the reason why you can't feel the freedom that we're talking about is because you're making a choice to hold on to that very thing that's keeping you bound. You choose to hold on to the very thing that is hurting you. And that births fear. Have you ever, well, some of you are really young, and if you answer yes, I will throw my mic at you. But if you've ever been in a relationship, God bless you, if you've ever been in a relationship for a very long time, and it comes that moment where you have to break up, God bless you. It's not easy. And some people are in like toxic relationships. Anybody know anybody like that? Don't point at nobody here. Praise you can get in trouble. And you tell those people like, let Johnny go. He's not any good for you. Yeah, but I love him. Anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, they're sitting right next to me. <laughs> and the reason why they can't let Johnny go is because they've gotten so comfortable, even with the toxicity. You've gotten comfortable that you refuse to let Johnny go, even though Johnny is the very reason for your demise and your death. Because you're comfortable. Because you don't know anything else. Well, I don't know what I'll do without him. Yes, you will. You'll be happy. Leave Johnny alone. Goodness. Because of the very things that you're dealing with, the sin, the secret, the secret habits, the fornication, the drugs, everything, the depression, all that anxiety that you're dealing with, that you choose not to let go of, it's because it's become a part of you and you've become comfortable with it. And you feel like if you were to get set free, like if it were to leave you or were to stop doing all that porno junk, you wouldn't know what to do with your life. But see, the thing is, is that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and perfect love casts out all fear. Do not be afraid of God setting you free. You ought to be begging God to set you free. You ought to be hungry for God to set you free. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We find fear creeping into our lives because of different sins, different habits, different actions. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 24, if you're taking notes, write this down. Matthew 6, verse 24, tells us that we cannot serve Two masters. You cannot have two owners. You cannot have two gods. You cannot serve two masters. And then the scripture goes on to say in that very same portion that you either serve God and love him or you don't and hate the other master. Who do you choose to serve today? What do you believe? Let me tell you something. And this isn't in my notes. This is free. Praise God. You are bound to what you believe. You are bound. Subject. Held together by what you believe. If you believe that you'll never amount to anything, then guess what? You'll never amount to anything. If you believe that you're ugly... You're ugly. 
If you believe that God can heal you, he can heal you. If you believe that God can set you free, then God will set you free. Because God did not call us to live a life of victims. He called us to live a life of victors. We are more than conquerors. We're not victims. We're victorious. And, and again, I'm not, try, look, I'm not trying to get up in your business and make you upset. But the reason why only half of the room clapped is because you know that what I'm telling you is the truth. Because all those things that I'm talking you're starting to think about them. All that stuff, all the, the, the time that somebody hurt you and molested you and did things to you, it's replaying in your mind right now. And because you can't ever let those things go, you're bound by it. And the thought of ever changing your life and being set free scares the living bejesus out of you. Because you're comfortable. Some of you are here and you've been believing the lies of the devil that says you aren't worth anything. That you don't need help. That you're better off by yourself. That you don't need the church. That you don't need God. Tonight, I come against those thoughts. I come against those voices and declare that the Spirit of the Lord is here. And just like the angel told Gideon to go forth and conquer, I'm telling you today that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. I'm here to tell you that we serve a God who is great and greatly to be praised. I'm here to tell you that our God is greater than any situation, any sickness, any disease, any problem, any addiction, any struggle that you've been going through that you might have. God is greater. Is there anybody that believes that here today? I said my God is greater. Some of you can't agree with me. Because you're bound. Bound to your past. Mm, that struck a chord. You're bound to your past. You did something. Someone did something to you. And you've been fooling yourself and say, I've moved forward. I'm doing all right. I've forgiven Susie. But see, the thing is that there's soul ties. Mm, I wish I could get into that. There are soul ties. That you choose not to let go of because they're tying you to an event that happened. And you choose to let that identify who you are. You choose to let your past define who you are. Your past does not define you. What's happened to you does not define you. What someone said to you, what someone did to you does not define you. Honey, what defines you is how you come out of that mess and how you react to what's happened to you. That is what defines you. Because you either live as a victim or you live in victory. If the keyboard player would come, I'm fixing to be done. That was short. That's good. Glad you like it. Praise God. But it ain't about me. It's the, word, it's the word of the Lord. That's it. I'm just a humble servant that tells it. You don't like it? Take it up with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord is greater. Some of you need to believe that today. We've sung about how God is great and does miracles and our breakthrough is coming. But those are just words to some of you. You don't believe what you're singing. 
You don't believe what they're telling you. And that's because you have fear. You don't know how to believe it. You don't know how, how, to, how to walk into that. Tonight I'm believing God for a total and complete healing. Tonight I'm believing God for total and complete victory. Over every lie of the devil. Over every contrary thought. Over every bondage of sin, guilt, and shame. Jesus is the Lord over this camp. And the Holy Ghost is moving. And some of you, the Lord is already touching your heart. Don't be afraid of what's happening. I feel the presence of God so strong right now. Jether was Gideon's son. Jether had everything he needed to win. But the kid was scared. He was fearful. I said everything I said about the internet, about this generation, to tell you you have everything that you need to be successful. We have a revelation of the truth. We have the power of God. We have the name of Jesus. We have men and women of God that are willing to pray with you, pray over you, and, and see you through to a deliverance today. You're like Jether. You have everything you need. But you choose to act in fear. Don't be like Jether and be afraid. I'm calling you out, Jether. I'm calling you out, City Church. I'm calling you out, surrounding, supporting churches. Young person, if you don't have a church, I'm calling you out right now. Because you are still fearfully and wonderfully made in the eyes of God. And you are creation and property of the most high God. No devil, no spirit, no thought, no action has ownership over you. I'm telling you, like Gideon told Jether, rise up and be victorious. I've come to this camp to tell you, rise up and be victorious. Don't walk in fear. Don't be held by your past. Get up and be victorious. It's time that you be sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's time that you stand against the things that have kept you in fear. No more fear of failure. No more fear of sin. No more fear of the devil. No more fear of the future. No more guilt. No more shame. No more lies. It's time that you decide that fear will not be the factor of your future. Oh, some of you need to hear that again. I said you need to make up in your mind that fear will not be the factor of your future. Here I go giving you a freebie again. This isn't in my notes, praise God. Do you realize that we're all nothing? We're children of God. Yes, we're creation of God. But none of us here are more than anybody else here. We're all humans. We're all in need of a Savior. But here's what I don't understand, and maybe somebody can explain it to me. 
But see, I, and I don't know why I keep coming to this, but Pastor and I have not talked about anything about you. I don't know any of I don't know some of you. I know some of you. But I don't know all of you. Definitely don't know any of you sitting out here, praise God. But see, the thing is, is that we have allowed ourselves to give other people power over our lives that wasn't theirs to have to begin with. Somebody hurts you. Somebody molested you. Somebody consistently told you, no sirves para nada. You're not worth anything. You're nothing to me. And all those times, you guarded hate in your heart. You guarded hate against that person. And because of that person, whether they're directly in your life anymore or not, you still hold grudges and you can't trust anybody. You can't let anybody love you the way you deserve to be loved because of that person. Sweetie, I'm, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. And let me tell you that you need to let go of that man, that woman, that person that hurts you because they don't deserve to have power over you. I said they don't deserve to have power over you. Why do we give people power? Why? The only person that has power, and I mean has power, is Jesus. But let me remind you, the devil has power too. The devil has power too. And see, ah, man, I, I don't even, I didn't even ask how much time I have. We're good? Okay, all right. Check this out. God is an expert in creating things. Created you and me. Created the heavens and the earth and everything that inhabits it. We oftentimes try to make the devil the opposite of God. But see, we can't do that because that's like equally recognizing that they're both the same thing, just on opposite ends of the spectrum. That's not the case. Because God creates, God has power, God is all-powerful, God is almighty. The devil's powerful, but he's not all-powerful. The devil's mighty, but he's not almighty. And the thing that the devil cannot do that God can is create. He can only imitate I've seen some light bulbs just hit some of you so if the devil can only imitate that means he can't be the fountain or the source of our joy of our happiness only God can give that to you but see the problem is, is we've opened ourselves too much to people and the devil himself that he's taken it from you and now you're depressed now you're sad now you're in anguish yeah you don't know what to do because the devil's taken something from you and now you're just full of fear because you don't want let it, you don't want to let anyone in can i tell you today and if you remember anything that i say remember this jesus loves you and his word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
You have nothing, not one thing to be afraid of. So today, tonight, you didn't just come to a camp to enjoy the lights, the music, and, and some fat preacher. I came here because I need something from God. Is there anyone else that needs something from God here today? Don't lie and don't fool yourself because God knows that you need something and he's here. I said God is here. So if you're dealing, I want you to be honest and transparent. As a matter of fact, I want every eye closed right now. I want you to be completely and utterly honest right now. Because there's no use of you making the sacrifice to be here and to leave the same. If you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, mm, some of you right now are hearing a voice that, are, that is telling you this is not for you. Right now, you're hearing a voice tell you, this is not for you. I bind the strong man in this place in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the devil and all of his minions and every one of his attacks right now in the name of Jesus. If you've been dealing with depression, anxiety, you've been dealing with loneliness, you've been dealing with consistent sadness, something's happened to you and you're having the world's biggest struggle on how to forgive somebody. You can't move forward. You want God to do something in your life, but you feel like you're stuck. I want you to be honest right now. And I want you to take a step to this altar. Don't be afraid. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty.